All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode, my beautiful boons. This episode is all about excuses. It's all about how to not make excuses. And if you're going to make excuses, how to approach it differently. Because you're going to realize that most of the reason why we don't do the things we do or why we continue to repeat these same patterns is because we are in this state of denial. A lot of the excuses that we make don't serve us at all, but we do it to avoid discomfort. We do it to avoid um, awkward situations or being vulnerable or something that we're fearful of. So we're always avoiding, 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 making all these excuses. And at the end of the day, the person that gets hurt, the person that doesn't grow, the person person that doesn't learn or change is you. Now, these excuses are around things that you don't do that you wish you did, like a routine, exercising, something towards your career. But they're also around excusing your behavior to kind of negative or damaging things that you have done instead of owning your behavior um, toward yourself and also to other people. So that is what this episode is going to be about. I'm going to give you some things to think about, some tools, some actual steps that you can do to help you um, kind of navigate how it is and when it is that you form an excuse. And hopefully by the end of this, you do it a lot less, you become way more accountable and you're just, you know, better all round. You're a better person to date, you're a better friend to have and you're just kinder to yourself and your future self. So let's get straight into the episode of today. There's a lot that I want to get through um, and let's not fluff around. So why do we make excuses? As I said earlier in the intro, there's a whole reason why you're going to make excuses. The first one, and I think the most common one, is because you want to avoid discomfort. You want to avoid doing something that's not enjoyable. It's doing what you don't want to do. You don't want to have to clean the house. You don't want to have to be doing your tax return. You don't want to be taking out the rubbish. So there's all these waking up early, all that shit, all these like minor discomforts in your life that we make excuses for. That's like probably the most common one that we can all relate to. We also do it to avoid feeling or being wrong. And that that comes down to being vulnerable. A lot of people will do anything in their power not to apologize because they feel that by admitting that they were wrong or that the behavior that they did was wrong, they think that that's then going to impact their sense of self and it's going to make someone think, oh, you are an idiot, you are a fool. It's, it's too... Being right is way too attached to someone's identity. So they do it. So they make all these excuses around why they did that. Why, God forbid that they did it because they were wrong and it was the wrong thing to do. They'll say, oh, this is why I did it. And this is why I had to do it. And they come up with all these excuses under the sun. They damage relationships instead of just being open and honest and vulnerable. People don't want to be vulnerable because it feels like an attack to who they are and their identity. Okay. Another one is to avoid having to restart or go back to square one with something, okay? So that could be with any, like literally anything, relationships, anything. You'll, you'll excuse why you did it a certain way or why you're staying in a position that you're staying in even though it, it makes you miserable or why, you, why you're still hanging out with these people or staying in this relationship, et cetera, et cetera, because you don't like this feeling of um, being – you know, back to square one, whether it's in a relationship or being a novice at something, people don't like that. Um, and then we also do it to avoid being attacked, whether it's our ego, whether it's our um, our work that we do, who we are as a person, we just don't want to feel, you know, open to attack. So we make excuses around a lot of the things that we do. Now, every time you excuse your own detrimental behavior or your own unhelpful behavior, you're saying to yourself, the reason that I can't change is because of this, right? 
And if you believe it, or if you tell yourself these excuses often enough, you probably will believe it, you're basically saying to yourself that all these things are actually not in your control. So why try and change it? And then because of that, you're looking around for all these quick fixes to stop feeling discomfort or to stop feeling shit about yourself. And all you're doing is pacifying yourself instead of getting to the root cause and making some big changes, okay? Every time you say to yourself, oh, well, the reason I didn't do it was because of this, and you claim that the reason was something completely out of your control, then you are saying to yourself, nothing about this is in my control. And if you believe it, why would you bother ever trying to change? Why would you bother trying to lift, you know, a 500 kilo thing if you know you can't lift it? You just wouldn't try. But if you knew that that thing was actually not 500 kilos, it was actually 50 kilos, maybe you would try. Maybe you would see how you could lift it, okay? The same goes for your problems. The same goes for things in your life, okay? Now, what are you getting out of this destructive behavior? You have to ask yourself this because we all get something out of it. And it's really good to identify what it is, okay? Ask yourself, am I getting some something out of me blowing up and being angry? Am I getting something out of me avoiding doing this action? Or am I getting something out of doing this action, which is actually then going to be detrimental? And the answer is yes. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. We're fucking simple creatures. You, me, we are all simple creatures, okay? And the reason th- there's a reason behind everything that we do. So when you say, what am I getting out of it? Don't say, oh, no, nothing. I just hate that. Bullshit. Find out what you're getting out of it. Find what is your driver. Find what is your kryptonite. Because if you can't identify it, how are you going to address it? How are you going to change it? Be real with yourself. You don't have to admit this to other people around you. But be real. But answer the question, what do I get out of this destructive behavior? What are my gains? What do I feel is a win in that moment, even if I beat myself up about it for three days after? What is the win? Figure it out and answer it because you're not going to be able to progress further without knowing that information. Now, you might be thinking, well, how the fuck can that behavior be serving me? I hate, I hate when I'm doing it. I hate it. I just blah, 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 blah. I hate, you know, when I talk about For example, say you're somebody that really wants a relationship, but the way you approach things is, you know, like you deep down you want a relationship, but your language and your behavior is, I don't have time for someone. I don't this, I don't that. I'm, you know, don't want a relationship. People can get fucked. Relationships are fucked, you know, whatever it is that your language is, okay? But secretly, deep down, you do in a relationship, but maybe you've been hurt so many times or in such a bad way that your walls are up. You really don't want to be hurt the way you were again. So you have this protective mechanism of pretending that you actually don't want a relationship, pretending X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And then you're actually damaging yourself because you're not being vulnerable, opening up yourself to meeting people. Mind you, there are actually people out there that fucking don't want a relationship. Love that so much for you. I'm talking about a different scenario here. Now, If that's the case, you might be thinking, well, why the fuck am I doing this behavior? It's not serving me. I'm not getting something out of it. But humans have this crazy, strange, annoying capacity to form this really deep attachment to their pain, okay? Because pain and what you've gone through actually does form, well, you choose how much it does, but it forms part of our identity, okay? And we sometimes turn it into a really big part of our identity when it doesn't need to be. And Getting rid of that part of 
your identity can be really scary because it means that you can't lean on and rely on a lot of things about your identity. You know, so for example, if you're someone that's just unlucky in love, you can then turn around and say, oh, well, I don't even want a relationship anyway. I've been burnt so hard. People can get fucked. I don't know. And that's your kind of the pain that you're leaning on as your protective mechanism as to why things haven't worked out for you. As an example, the same thing could go for you could be in a particular career and now you've been burnt from experiences within that career when in the past you used to really want to climb up and go for those bigger roles and this and that. Whereas now you're like, nah, fuck it. This job's fucked. Everything's fucked. I'm not going for that. Only wankers go for that job. So why the fuck am I going to go for that promotion? They're all fucked anyway. I wouldn't want this. I wouldn't want that. So you make all these excuses around why you're not going to go for that role. When in reality, maybe the reason you're not going for that role is because you don't feel confident enough in your abilities to try, for example. Okay, so that's that's just a bunch of you know, examples that show how we get so heavily attached to this pain within us, pain of, of you know, where we were hurt before or where we were made to feel like an idiot or where we felt really insecure and then we attach ourselves so heavily to that pain that we find it really hard to shake off and then because of that we make excuses around our behaviours so we can keep leaning on that pain narrative. As fucked as it is, that is what we do. So as a little game, and this is, I do have steps coming up that I want you to focus on, but before we do that, as a bit of a game or whatever, every time you don't do something that you, sh- you, you want to be doing for your future self, like part of something, a root, something in your routine, a way you eat, a way you exercise, whatever it is that you want to do, every time you don't do something or every time you engage in destructive behavior that doesn't help your future self or you today, Ask yourself, number one, what is the excuse I'm giving for taking this action or for not taking this action? Number two, what am I getting out of it? Because there's always something. Number three, what am I avoiding? What feeling specifically am I avoiding? And number four, what am I trying to replace it with? Okay. So for example, say you're avoiding being vulnerable, you might replace that with something that's going to make you feel a lot of comfort. So that could be watching TV, it could be eating something, it could be being on social media, whatever. Say you're trying to avoid um, going outside and exercising that day, you might replace it with sleeping further with the excuse that I'm I'm tired, okay? Um, So what I want you to also think about before we get into the points, the steps, whatever, that you are not alone. Everybody, to an extent goes through something like this, okay? And everybody makes excuses for things and people are constantly putting off what they want to be doing. This feeling off, but I just don't have the drive, I just don't have the motivation, that is normal. You can get better at harnessing those things, but this idea of always making excuses excuses for not doing something or for doing something is so common, we all experience it. You're not alone. So don't think, oh my God, it must be easy for everyone else and that's why they're able to do all these things. No, we all experience it in a different way and some people have learned to kind of nip it in the bud a lot earlier than others and some people never learn their entire life. They live their life making excuses and they have many miserable um relationships and things unfold because of that okay but I did put up a story asking you guys what do you make excuses around and there were so many answers I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of answers but this this is a bunch of them so I make excuses around the weather the weather decides everything that I do Um, I always say that I'll do something tomorrow because it's better done tomorrow because I'll be more fresh Um, I always make excuses around why I don't have to why I'm not going to work out 
I always make excuses around my children so I don't do other things. So everything's based around the children. So that's, I'm guessing they're saying so they don't do things for themselves. Um, I can't start a routine because I don't work a nine to five. Um, Excuses not to be social and see people because that drains me. Signing up to a course and a degree, I always make excuses to not do that. I don't study because I tell myself I'm not smart enough. I always make excuses about why I don't have motivation. Timing isn't right. Lack of money, lack of support, lack of time. My behaviours in my relationship. The main one that came up all the time was people saying the reason they don't do something is because of time. That was the biggest one, okay? Now, one thing that I want you to figure out and ask yourself is are you genuinely time poor or is it not a priority? Is it genuinely I can't do this or it's I won't do it because it's not a priority with my time? Because if something's a priority, it's very amazing how quickly you can shuffle things around to squeeze it in. It's all about priority. You might not have time based on what it is that you're doing right now with your day. Fair enough. You might have your day booked out and whatever. But say this crazy opportunity comes by. Watch yourself make the time. So it comes down to priority. Is it a time issue or is it a time management issue? Are you lacking the ability or are you lacking the inspiration? Okay, so excuses are a way of covering up the reality of a situation. You're excusing a feeling or a behavior, okay? Because if if you don't do something or you do something and there's a really valid reason, then it's a reason. You either have a reason or you have an excuse. And the excuse is secondary to the underlying reason, okay? Like, oh, I didn't exercise because it was raining. No, that's an excuse. I didn't exercise because I really didn't want to and I couldn't be fucked finding an alternative thing to do within the household. Not because you were incapable of exercising from home, for example. If you've already blocked out the time and you've said, I'm going to exercise, I'm going out, I'm going to this class, you have the time. And then you look outside and it's raining, you don't walk to the gym because it's raining. Fair enough. I get that. Why aren't you doing something at home? Because you don't want to find an alternative because you might say, oh, I'm not motivated, I'm not self-motivated, I'm not this, I'm not that. Fine. But they're excuses. It's not that you couldn't do it. Okay, is that you didn't like the alternative and it wasn't good enough for you, so you decided not to do it anything at all. Okay, and own it. That's just reality, but that's what you're doing. The same thing goes for relationships. When someone, when you're seeing someone and they say, Oh, I just don't want to date right now, I don't want to date, I don't really have the time to date, so I'm just doing it, keeping it casual. And then you stop seeing each other and then the next person that comes along, they get into a relationship with and they're they're engaged and whatever. And you feel so confused and hurt. The truth is they didn't have time for a relationship with you. You didn't rock their world enough for them to justify the sacrifice, okay, of time or whatever it is, okay. And I personally think that when you hear this, instead of being, oh, my God, I'm so confused, why not, why not me, why not, it should, if anything, make things so clear to you. There's nothing confusing about it. If they make time for someone else and didn't make time for you, you weren't it for them. Perfect. Bonjour, have a great time and I'm going to move the fuck on too. It's not a bad thing. Don't, when someone doesn't find that, you know, X factor within you, it doesn't mean you don't have the X factor. It's that you didn't align with them. It's not a personal stab. I always say this, like some of, I know some of the best people in the world around me, like the biggest legends, but do I want to date them all? No. And is that a personal stab at them? Absolutely not. 
right? You've got to look at it that way. Look at the people around you and think, fuck, this person as a person is a 10 out of 10, wouldn't want to shag you. Not, I'm, not, I'm not attracted to you in that way. Wouldn't want to date you. Wouldn't want to be waking up to you every single morning as much as I love you, okay? So it's not a personal stab. It's all about aligning. Do you or do you not align? But if someone's told you that narrative or if I'm not dating because I don't have time, that's really, 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 really the actual reason. They're not dating you because it's just not quite right for them. That's why. But do you know what's actually really liberating? Being honest about what you don't want to do enough. Because there's a difference thinking, oh, it'd be cool to learn that skill versus it has always been my dream to do that my whole life. I hope I get to do that. I really want to do that. One is this hypothetical imagining and one is a deep desire. So you want to identify which one it is, okay? So for example, take me for example. One one skill that I've always thought, oh, fuck, it'd be cool to learn that is skipping, okay? I've always thought it'd be really cool to be one of those gun skippers that do all the tricks with the rope, whatever. Okay, random fucking skill, I know lol but I just thought it'd be cool to be good at skipping but why have I not started doing it how hard can it be to dedicate 10-15 minutes a day to doing it not that hard like it's doable but the reason I haven't done it is because obviously I just have not it's it's more like a hypothetical oh it'd be cool versus it's always been my dream and I absolutely would have I really want to fucking do that Okay, so if someone said to me, Alexis, you're never going to be good at skipping, you're going to reach the end of your life and because you kept um, putting it off, you'll never be good at skipping. That doesn't affect me too much. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that knowledge. If I pick it up one day and I get good at it, great. If I don't, not the end of the world. Whereas there are other things that would be way more important to me that if someone said, this is never going to happen for you, Alexis, purely because you didn't put in the time and energy, I would be very upset and I would make sure that I change things in my lifestyle to get those things done. Does that make sense? It is okay to say, you know what? I talk about this all the time, but I actually don't give a fuck about this thing. I actually don't really want to do it. I just think it'd like look cool to do it or it'd be fun to do it for a little bit, but then I'd probably get over it anyway. It's not really something I have to do. So pull apart the things that you're like, this is fucking important to me. I need to do something and change my life so I can make it happen versus stop talking about that. Like it is what it is. If it happens, it happens. I don't really give a fuck. Okay. Now, there are excuses for not changing. There's excuses for not starting something, excuses for not being consistent um, and excuses for having like repetitive detrimental behaviours, okay? There's all kinds of excuses. But one that I want to tap on is the excuses around how you your behaviour towards other people, okay? Sometimes it's really, really clear. Sometimes it's not that clear. But we maybe not all of us, but a lot of us engage in detrimental, destructive behaviours within our relationships. Even if you're not a toxic person in general, we often, well not even often, but we, most of us, have some sort of destructive behaviour that we'll make excuses around. And, you know, it could be, oh, I'm pushing you away because I've been burnt, take it or leave it, that's just me. You're making excuses around why you don't want to drop yours and be vulnerable with someone who is not responsible for you being hurt. You know, so often the the new partner bears the brunt of everything the old partner did because that person is making excuses saying, I've been hurt, you're not going to hurt me, you have to earn my trust now. Bullshit. You're the only one suffering now if you make someone earn your trust because you're not trustworthy, you're not enjoying yourself, right? Um, another example, is say you're someone that's, you know, always getting drunk and you have either your best friend or your partner is a big one that you always lash out at them and you act like an obnoxious fool and your excuse is oh well it's just that every time I drink this happens right 
But if you're always turning around and making your partner or your friends or your family feel like fucking shit every time you drink, then why aren't you changing it, right? Because the stakes are not high enough. That's why you're not changing it. The reason you haven't done something about it is because the people around you are too patient with you. But how long will that patient last? Like what... What, what's the straw that breaks the camel's back? If all your friends or your partner said, I'm not hanging out with you if you start getting a bit too drunk. The moment you have that extra drink, I'm tapping out. We're done. We're not hanging out with you anymore until you sort out how you treat us when you're drunk. Would you let it get to that point again? Probably not. The reason you continue drinking and blowing up at the people that are closest to you is because people are allowing you to carry on like a pork chop. If you... Well, if there was a, a bit of an ultimatum and people were like, we're done. Here is the fucking line. You've crossed it too many times. We're pushing you back over that line. Cross it again and we fucking, we're done for a little bit. Like we're not, we're not going out with you anymore. We're not drinking with you. We're only going to socialise with you sober. Watch yourself make some serious changes. Watch it happen, okay? The stakes just aren't high enough for you. The, the potential loss is, doesn't exist. At least you think it doesn't exist, okay? That's why people continue on with these destructive behaviours because they know that the people around them are going to stick around. But is it worth it? No, okay? And the same goes when you make excuses for other, people, other people's behaviours that are hurting you or hurting those around you. Stop thinking that people can't control their hurtful behaviour. They can, but it requires effort, right, to stop that behaviour. It requires conscious effort to change the way they're behaving, and if effort is not something that they're willing to give, then how important is your relationship to them? So like I said, we always make excuses to avoid the actual truth or the feeling or whatever's actually happening underneath, okay? And excuses are not an accurate representation of what's going on. They're just a cover-up, okay? So it's like an exaggerated justification as to why you do or don't do something. It's a justification, okay? It's us trying to rationalise and give an explanation so we don't feel guilty or we don't feel uncomfortable. And it does work in the very short time frame. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. What happens is you take away your responsibility and you take away your role in what you're doing and you say, it's due to these circumstances that I cannot do a thing. But what are the chances that most days there is some crazy circumstance that's not within your control that has caused you yet again to not get up early? There's a difference between making an excuse versus acknowledging a roadblock. For example, if you always do 20 minutes of studying a language every single day, then one day you realize you have a deadline for a piece of work or an essay, so you dedicate that whole afternoon to get the project done, and then the language class gets pushed to the side that day. That is you acknowledging the circumstances around you that cause that outcome, okay? If you're pretty consistent at doing something, then you're more likely to have a legitimate reason for why you didn't do it that time. And that's not you making an excuse, that's you stating the reason. And you're not going to beat yourself up about it because you are consistent most of the time, okay? So we're going to go through a few points now, I don't know how many, maybe eight, nine, eight maybe, on how to stop making excuses. Number one, Identify the disempowering nature of excuses. Realize that you take away all your power and you lie to yourself. You make false justifications which lead you to get used to this passive way of life and then it gets, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable and boring but easy to live this passive way of life and then it gets harder and harder to take that power back. But I want you to take the power back by calling it what it is. Do I want to do this? Do I, am, am I avoiding this? Is it I can't do it or is it that I won't do it? It's 
I, I don't have time or it's not a big enough priority for me to make the time in my busy schedule. Really identify it and take the power back. Take ownership as to why you're not doing it. And it's fine to identify, you know what, the reason I didn't get up today is not because of all these external circumstances, is because I just cannot be fucked to get up out of bed, okay? So then if you can identify that the reason you didn't get out of bed is because you can't be fucked, then go listen to my other motivation fucking podcast episodes. But you can then start doing things that are going to help you get that momentum to get out of bed in the morning. You can start getting your outfit ready. You can do a lot of things the night prior to prime yourself to get up at that time. You can set an alarm further away. If you can identify the real reason why you did or did not do something, then it's a lot easier to assist yourself to make it happen the next time. But if you make all these excuses as to why it didn't happen, you're never going to change your behavior. You're never going to change that pattern ever, okay? Number two, ask yourself, what is the real underlying reason behind this? Just pretty much what I said in point number one, but then identify the pattern. You might be like, oh, sorry, I'm late to work again. But if you're late to work every day, there's a fucking pattern. That is you. That is on you, okay? Because there are people that are always a little bit early to something, okay? Always. And then when they're a little bit late, people are like, oh, yeah, no worries, you're late. Like, fair enough, you're genuinely running late. People, like, you, 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 you hold your word to people. People believe you and they genuinely understand when you're late. Whereas I've got friends that I meet up with who are late every time. I'm talking every fucking time. They're late every t- fucking time. And they're like, oh, sorry, this happened. Oh, sorry, that happened. I don't, like, it is what it is. I'm not going to get angry. Like, it is what it is. I've been late many times. Like, we all, it's fine. But if you're late every single time, then your excuses mean shit. Because people know that that's just not life, how life is. There's no way that there's some circumstance out of your control 100% of the time, every time you're going to leave your home. That's ridiculous. You just have a shitty way of organizing yourself when you leave the house and that you, that's something you have control over. You just have poor time management in the morning. That is something you have control over. Watch yourself be on time if you had this crazy job interview with this one opportunity that you have to have. Watch yourself be on time. So it's bullshit that you're late every day and it was due to something out of your control okay it's it's in your control but you didn't do something prior to make sure that you would be that you would manage yourself better number three assign value okay so it's not easy to do something in the moment because the value of not doing it uh, or not doing something once doesn't seem that big it's not that scary you look at it as like a drop in the ocean you diminish the value of something in your head to make it feel less, to make you feel less bad about not doing something, okay? Oh, it's just one day that I've skipped training. It's just one day that I skipped that meditation. It's just one fucking time, okay? So you make it smaller in your head, right? So you need to ask yourself, what am I swapping here and is the payoff fair? So if you're sleeping in instead of getting up and exercising, but you already slept your full eight hours, then the trade-off is poor. You're trading exercising to feel great for the rest of the day and how your body's going to feel for more sleep that you don't need. So the trade-off is poor. The value trade-off is is shit. You've sold yourself short, okay? However, say for whatever reason you were not able to go to bed until 2 a.m., your alarm is set to train for 6 and you know that with limited sleep you can't get shit done, you've got a big day at work, then it might be a valuable payoff for you to skip training today. You might know I need this extra hour of sleep because I didn't sleep all night long. So this is genuinely important to me. 
and then maybe I can, you know, make it up this afternoon or if I don't, it's okay because it's not like I always miss out on sleep. It was just a one-off. So that might be a valuable trade-off for you because I'm all for fucking sleep so I don't want to tell people not to sleep to go and exercise. Sleep is important. But I'm saying, you know, you got to pay attention to where you are assigning value and is it an actual fair exchange as to why you're not doing something so you can do something instead. You're not going to do this thing so you can sit down and watch television. That's probably a terrible trade. But ask yourself, is the value that I'm assigning legitimate? Okay? Because you might think, oh, it's just one meditation. But if you make it so easy to miss one meditation, then you drop the value of that meditation and then you don't meditate all week and then you don't meditate all month because it was so easy to turn down that meditation every single day as individual turndowns. You're not looking at it as, oh, I'm not going to meditate for the next 30 days. But that's what ends up happening. You, you actually end up doing that. And the beauty of it is the more you assign value and the more consistent you are, then when you don't do it because you can't do it, you don't feel bad about it because you, you have a reason. You don't have an excuse. You have a reason for why you didn't do it. So there's zero guilt, okay? Number four. If you, if you can't do something, try and do a fraction of it because sometimes momentum is all you need. And if the momentum doesn't work at that time, at least you did something. So make it so basic and so easy that the opportunity to continue doing it is there. So for example, if you say, oh, I'm not going to work towards this essay today, like the thought of it's daunting, I'm just too tired. Step one, acknowledge that you're making the excuse and putting it off. Then say to yourself, what if I just find two references, for example, for this essay? Just two references. And I'm going to set myself a 15-minute timer. So before I curl into bed with my fucking jar of Nutella and a spoon watching Netflix, why don't I just set a 15-minute timer to find two references? That's all I'm going to do, okay? You just make it so basic. And then before you know it, you're deeply entrenched in this thing. You found the two references. You might even set another 15-minute timer because you're like, I'm on the zone, in, in the zone. And if you don't, you're like, well, at least I did something. I've chipped away and done something, okay? Make it so easy that you can't turn around and say no, okay? Because if you just say, I'm doing a 15-minute timer, what's your excuse now? Keep breaking down the task until there's no excuse for you not to do it, okay? It's often easier to keep going. You know, it's this idea of, I can't be fucked cleaning the kitchen, tonight. So I'll do it in the morning. But why don't you say, okay, I'm not going to clean the whole kitchen, but I'll empty one drawer of the dishwasher. And then when you empty one drawer, you're more likely to just empty the whole fucking dishwasher. And then once you've done that, you might as well just reload the thing. But if you don't, at least you emptied the dishwasher. You still did that one tiny thing that took about a minute that you said you weren't going to do. Apply this to cleaning, to studying, to exercising, meditating, planning for something. You can do this to anything. Okay. Number five, if you feel out of control and that your life is not going where you want it to go, you probably find that you make excuses all the time, okay? So when you tip the scales to take responsibility and own what is in your control, your life's going to start to feel more on track. So I want you to start identifying what is actually in your control because like I said earlier, it's actually empowering identifying, well, I could have done it, but I didn't because I didn't want to. It's actually, as much as it's annoying, it's actually like, but I have the power to if I really wanted to, or if it was valuable enough to me, I could do it. It's not like I desperately want to do something, but I physically cannot, because that would be sad. But in most cases, that's not the case. 
And you don't have to do everything perfectly. You don't have to win at everything. But you're going to start to realize that way more is in your control in your life. And that the things that are actually not in your control bother you a whole lot less because you understand that there's nothing you could have done about it. Stop telling yourself the lie that you can't do this stuff when in reality you can. Because you're setting yourself up to feel completely disempowered. Okay? Take the power back. That is step five. Take the power back and acknowledge what you actually physically can do and what you actually physically cannot do. And it is very exciting to look back and say, all these things that I haven't done, I could do. I actually could have done. And all those excuses were bullshit. So what am I going to do about it now? That's where I want you to get to. It's very empowering. As frustrating as it is, it's empowering. Number six, remind yourself of contrast. This to me helps me take action on things and it helps me change my mindset towards how I approach a task, okay? It's um, like it makes you feel more grateful, for example. So I like to think like sometimes when I'm really stressed about my job and when I've got a lot of stuff on with the podcast or with writing or whatever, I like to remind myself, remember when you wished that this would be your career. Well, sometimes when I go grocery shopping and I've got to buy a lot of stuff, I like to remind myself and like and I've got to fuck around with all this shit and, you know, it's time consuming and I don't want to do it. I remind myself, remember when I just had enough money in my bank account that I'd have to be transferring a cup like $5 from a sub account to this account just so I could buy myself the basics of groceries, okay? So now I can shop a little bit more peacefully and I've got more money that I don't have to be freaking out switching money from sub accounts. So then I, I, I approach grocery shopping differently because I'm like, oh, well, instead of this being a stressful experience like it used to be, I'm a lot calmer now. I just don't want to do it because it's going to take a while. But it's a lot more of a calmer experience. Always remind yourself of the contrast. Or remember when you were starting your degree, you would kill to be in your final year now. Sometimes I'd be looking at my, in my last semester and in when I'd get to that point of like, oh my God, it's overwhelming. I'd say, look at where you are. Look at how much you've done and how little you've got left to do. Imagine if you were starting semester one in your undergrad, like look at everything you've already ticked off, you know? So that's another really good way of reminding yourself of the contrast. You can do this with anything, whether it's a job, whether it's material things, whether it's your health or mental health, possessions, a state of mind, more space in your home, a skill. There's always something, something, that you can look back on or a relationship, a healthy relationship. There's always something you can look back on and say, remember when I only ever dreamed of this? I created that and I am grateful. When you put, your, when you put yourself in a position of gratitude, it's a whole lot easier to stay on that path and continue to take action, small daily actions when you feel grateful, okay? But when you're in a position of this is fucked, this sucks, I can't be bothered, then it's harder to take that action because your mood is different. You feel heavier, okay? Number seven, own your past failures and ask yourself, were those excuses genuinely the reason why things didn't go well? If If you are always saying that all your exes are fucked and you don't understand why you're always dating assholes, you're always dating mean people, ask yourself, Is this truly bad luck? Because that's a possibility. Or are there any behaviors that I can wake up to myself and own? Because if you can start to own something, you can change something. But if you don't take ownership, you cannot change it because it's not in your control. Okay. And you're going to feel like a hostage to your situation, whatever that situation might be, until you take ownership. Now, of course, there's a possibility that you just are 
fucking unlucky in love and you've just dated assholes. But sometimes it's good to just look back and be like, was there something I could have done differently? And if the answer is no, then again, that's quite refreshing because you're like, well, I, I know for a fact I can sleep easy at night knowing I'm a good person. So I feel a bit calmer about that because it wasn't in my control. But sometimes, often, we can look back being like, okay, maybe I didn't do anything, but also maybe I'm just attracted to people that I can see the red flags at the beginning and I ignore the red flags and keep dating them. Or I I can see that initially they were clearly showing me that I was not a priority, but I stuck it out and stuck it out until they agreed to date me. You know, there's a lot of things that we might be able to identify if we see it in a pattern. And then we realize that that's where we are accountable, you know. In future, I'll be better at looking out for red flags because I've experienced so many of them in the past instead of ignoring them again. If you compete against someone and they do better, do you say, oh, the ref was shit or my my equipment wasn't working for me or the other team had an advantage? All these things might be true. That might be the case sometimes. But is there something you can, you know, you can own about your performance? Was there a weakness in your performance where the competitors were just stronger than you that you can identify? Because if you can identify that, then a lesson can be learned. If you can't identify it, then how are you going to improve your own performance in the future? Is it the coach that's shit, that just doesn't like you? Or is there something you can do differently? Are all your jobs that fucking horrible? Or is there something you can own? And like I said, this is not just a rhetoric, like this is a genuine question. Sometimes there are situations where it's fucked. But a lot of the time, a lot of the reasons why you didn't get something or missed out on something is because the other competitor was just better that day. Okay? They're not a better person, but they were better at the job. Often, the teams that win are better teams. They didn't get there by luck. Do you think the shittest team in the World Cup is winning the World Cup? No. It's not how it works. Do you think the shittest tennis player is winning? Imagine if, if every time you lost a tennis match, you're like, oh, well, these are all the reasons why I lost. No. Why is it that the best are at the top most of the time? Because they're consistent and they're good, okay? So you can learn something from your competitor and be like, wow, they're a lot better at me than that. They're fucking better at doing that than me. They're better. Bang, 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 bang. Learn from your competitors. Or be sour and sit in the corner and make excuses as to why it was jibbed. Number eight. Factor in the unknown. This is why consistency is so important. It's so you have a 20, 15, 20% leeway for the things that are actually unforeseen and not in your control. That's when the excuse is a reason for why you didn't do something and not a cover-up for an underlying reason. The train actually didn't come and the lines were down and I had to get a bus and that is why I'm late. And you can trust me because 90% of the time I'm punctual. The more consistent you are with your behaviours, the easier it is to allow for the unknown to occur. You can factor these things in and it's not going to absolutely destroy you. If you say, this is, this is what annoys me, when people say, oh, I was, I was planning on dedicating my Saturday to doing all this shit, like they unrealistically make the biggest workload to do everything on the Saturday, like I was going to tidy up the whole home and clean the wardrobe and blah, 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 blah. I was going to do it on Saturday, but then so-and-so called me and asked me to help them with the move, so I couldn't. Fuck off. If you were consistent with your behaviours and you did something day in, day out, day in, day out, and then one day you couldn't do it, it'd be fine and your home wouldn't look like a bomb went off. The, the problem is that you bunch everything to one day for your future self to do so. You don't have to think about it and then you create an excuse of why on that one day when you wanted to do something, oh, something came up and then you couldn't do it. Wake up to yourself. 
because only you can wake up to yourself. No one can do it for you. And only you are the one that ends up suffering. If you say, oh, I do want to, I really do want to launch my own podcast. I was going to do it, you know, on the on the third Sunday of the fucking blue moon and whatever, but then um, I got I got sick. Well, if you had actually dedicated five minutes of brainstorming every single day instead of dedicating this one full day somewhere in the future to doing it, you'd be well on your way to having your podcast instead of thinking that it's this one big event, one big day where you make it all happen. That's the kind of people that make those excuses are the people that end up like watching life pass them by and not taking action on the big things. The people that end up where they want to be are the ones that do the monotonous, mundane shit day in, day out. It's not that glamorous, but that's what got them to where they are. It's that consistency and the pe- and uh, alongside the consistency, it's the people that have all also factored in for the unknown. They know that things can come up. So because they know that things that can come up, they're going to be consistent whenever possible. If you don't factor in the unknown, then you are going to bunch everything for that one day and then something probably is going to come up that one day. And then you've got all the excuses in the world. Okay, last one, number nine, when the reason is legit, the guilt disappears. Okay, so if you have put a a shitty reason, you're probably going to feel this feeling inside you being like, oh, it's not really a genuine reason as to why I'm not doing something. It's more like an excuse. But if it's genuine, there's no way you can feel guilty about it because it's just the reality of the situation. There's no resistance. So much of our guilt is because we know deep down that we let ourselves down and then you beat up on yourself about it and you choose to avoid discomfort in the short term thinking that it's going to feel good, which in turn knows you know that it's going to give you discomfort in the long term. When you have a real reason for not doing something, you don't feel bad because you know it was not in your control. You don't have this destructive self-talk. You don't beat down on yourself. It is what it is. I can guarantee you that. There's no way you're sitting there beating up on yourself because you physically were not able to do something because of factors that were not in your control. I can guarantee you that. You only do it when you know you could have done something differently. That's the only time that guilt creeps in, when you know better, okay? Pay attention to yourself. Listen to yourself. Ask yourself the hard questions. Really wake up to yourself. Where can I take ownership? Where can I learn from my competitors? What feeling am I trying to uh, replace here? Ask yourself all those hard questions and you're going to see some changes in your behavior. Even if it's in the smallest behaviors every single day, you will notice some changes and you're going to be better at not making excuses. Try. The next time you're late, try and just be straight up my time management is a joke that's why I'm late it's a fucking joke it's not because all these excuses that I'm used to whipping out of my ass at a moment's notice because I'm so good at it but it's because I need to fix something in my behavior that I haven't yet fixed all right guys thank you so much for listening to today's episode hopefully this is helpful hopefully it helps you take control of your life and take some serious action to you know make shit happen in your life guys I love you so much Thank you so much for sharing the podcast, sharing it with your family and friends. Um, And as always, remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to your brain. Don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Don't care.